This is a podcast from Minute Media. Silver and Black Flashback with your host, author of the Raiders Encyclopedia, Rich Schmelter. Thanks so much, Murph. I am so proud to be a part of Raiders Fan Radio. Now, before we get into this episode, I just want to say something about what I saw during this week leading up to this show. It seems like every other professional football organization has some type of country or nation attached to their name. Really, people? Come on now and just accept the fact that the front runner and ultimate nation is our very own Raider Nation. No imitations, please. We are the strongest and proudest of them all. And now, can I get a collective hell yeah here? And remember, there are only two types of fans— those that are Raider fans, and those that wish they could be. Can I get one more collective hell yeah here? Damn, that felt good to say that. And with that out of the way, now let's get on with another episode of Silver and Black Flashback. When out on the roads and highways across this great land of ours, if a sign reads, Speed Kills, with the number 21 on it, one would have to question it. I mean, 21 miles per hour. Come on, unless you are in a school zone, the thought of driving that slow seems absurd. And if you're on a highway, extremely annoying to other motorists. Now, picture a different scenario. For this time out, you are a defensive back staring at a silver number 21 on a black jersey during the 1970s to mid-80s. And this is where speed kills can be frightening. For the football version of this motto was made famous by wide receiver Clifford Cliff Branch, who for over a decade blazed his way across NFL fields like a jet plane. His ability to outrun virtually everyone on a football field allowed him to score from anywhere on the field and become a game-breaking threat anytime he touched the ball. This incredible Raiders wide receiving legend was born in Houston, Texas on August 1, 1948. His blazing speed was originally displayed as a scholastic track star at E.E. Worthing High School in Houston, Texas, where he became the first high school sprinter in that state to run the 100-yard dash in under 10 seconds. He also won the state championship in the 220-yard dash and ran the 440-yard dash and also participated on the relay team. In football, Branch was a star receiver, being selected all-district twice. After high school graduation, Cliff went off to the University of California in Berkeley, but he bolted out of the Golden State faster than he ran, for he was never out of Texas before heading off to California, and the experience only lasted one week before he returned to Houston. After being back home, Branch enrolled at the University of Houston, but once again, he went back home after one week on campus. Okay, so at this juncture, what to do? Well, it seemed that no colleges were going to come to Branch's house because it was way before online classes existed. So it appeared that four-year schools were not for Cliff, at least not at this time. So he set his sights on the junior college level before working his way back to the big universities. Wharton Junior College was closer to home, and it was there that Branch finally started on his way to life as a college student-athlete. He became a junior college All-America football player, but once again, it was his track skills that really made him stand out. In March of 1968, 
Branch scored 12 and a half of his team's 35 points to lead Wharton to first place in the junior college division of the Border Olympics track meet, setting a new junior college meet record with a 21.2 clocking in the 220-yard dash. A few weeks after that, he won the 100 and 220-yard dashes in the Texas A&M Junior College track and field meet. And a few weeks after that, At the Junior College Conference meet, Branch set a new meet record with a blazing 9.5 finish in the 100-yard dash and also won the 220-yard dash with a time of 21.6 seconds. Not done yet with his 1968 track season, Cliff participated in the United States Track and Field Federation state meet and came away as the only double winner winning the 100-yard dash in 9.8 seconds on a damp, slow track, and he also claimed the 220-yard dash with a 21.4 finish. His incredible accomplishments at the junior college level attracted the attention of major colleges, and it was the University of Colorado that went out for his talents. And this time out, Cliff Branch was more prepared for college life away from home and accepted a scholarship. He continued his athletic career at the University of Colorado, where his world-class speed was utilized as a split-end and kick returner for head coach Eddie Crowder. Branch's football debut at the University of Colorado occurred on May 9, 1970, when he helped the varsity team beat the alumni team 41-12. With 6,700 fans watching this spring exhibition game, Branch caught five passes, one of which went for a touchdown, and he also ran a kickoff back 96 yards for another touchdown. On the Colorado team, that went 6-5 in 1970 and then lost to Tulane in the Liberty Bowl. Branch caught 23 passes for 335 yards and also rushed for 119 yards and one touchdown on 22 carries. After football, he dominated the 1971 track season, once running the 100-yard dash in an incredible record-tying time of 9.4 seconds and the 220-yard dash in a then-record-tying 20.6 seconds. During the indoor track season, he was clocked at 9.1 seconds in the 100-yard dash. Branch helped the Colorado Buffaloes to a 10-2 finish in 1971, which included a victory over the University of Houston in the Blue Bonnet Bowl. Colorado also finished the season ranked number three in the Associated Press poll. Cliff finished off his college football career by hauling in 22 receptions for 565 yards and seven touchdowns in 11 games. He also rushed for 235 yards and four touchdowns on just nine carries for an eye-popping 26.1 yards per carry. In his two seasons at Colorado, he also compiled 755 yards on kickoff returns and an additional 733 yards on punt returns. He was named to the All-Big 8 Conference team as well as to the Football News All-America team in 1971. And in addition to those two prestigious honors, Branch won Colorado's Outstanding College Athlete of the Year Award in 1971. The Raiders made Branch their fourth-round draft selection in 1972, but the team did not know if he was going to report to training camp due to having an opportunity to compete for a spot on the United States Olympic team during the summer leading up to the Olympics in Munich, Germany. The Raiders won out, but unfortunately, a reoccurring hamstring injury slowed him down at first. The Raiders allowed him time to heal before working him out hard, 
But when he was able to go full speed, the coaching staff actually saw how fast he was. He was able to turn up his speed a notch and distance himself from anyone covering him. After seeing the rookie do this on a frequent basis, the Raiders coaching staff decided to make him a starter. Now in the Raiders' regular season opener against Pittsburgh in 1972, Branch dropped several passes that he should have caught with ease. This forced head coach John Madden to replace the rookie speedster with another first-year man, Mike Ciani. Branch was placed on the special teams unit for the rest of his rookie year, using his speed to return punts and kickoffs. Now it became evident that Branch needed some polish to go along with his incredible speed. He always had confidence in the fact that he could master the art of pass catching on the professional level and began to work extremely hard on hand-eye coordination and concentration. Tom Flores was the Raiders receiving coach when Cliff first came to the team and he worked with him on catching the ball with just his left hand. This drill was designed to help Branch better coordinate his left hand with his right hand when catching the football. He applied this technique to extra practice time with quarterback Ken Stabler and was also mentored by the great Raider receiver Fred Bolitnikoff, who taught him how to read defensive coverage. In addition to his hard work on the field, Branch also spent his free hours honing his skills by walking around his house, dropping a football, and then trying to catch it before it hit the ground again. In 1973, he got more playing time, catching 19 passes for 290 yards and three touchdowns. By 1974, all the hard work, coupled with extra playing time and the help of those Raider future Hall of Famers Tom Flores, Ken Stabler, and Fred Bolitnikoff, allowed Branch the opportunity to establish himself as a true professional when he was called into a starting role when Mike Ciani suffered a torn Achilles tendon. With teams using two defensive backs to cover the crafty veteran Bolitnikoff, this allowed only one poor defender to guard Cliff Branch. This was a perfect situation as his speed made it easy to separate himself from coverage to get open. With the incredible passing accuracy of Oakland's quarterback, Ken Stabler, Branch caught 60 passes for 1,092 yards and 13 touchdowns. His yardage and touchdown totals led the league, and he earned all-pro honors and a spot on the Pro Bowl team. He added 51 catches for 893 yards and 9 touchdowns in 1975. And in the Raiders' first Super Bowl winning season of 1976, Cliff hauled in 46 passes for 1,101 yards for an incredible 24.2 yards per catch average and once again led the league with 12 touchdown receptions. He went over 100 yards receiving three times during that championship run. He recorded his career personal best of 167 yards against the San Diego Chargers on October 10th. And now he did it with only five receptions, two of which went for long touchdowns covering 74 and 41 yards. Branch continued to perform as one of football's top receivers over the next decade, becoming one of the game's most feared and respected deep threats. He was named to the All-Pro team from 1974 through 1977 and went to the Pro Bowl in those same years. Listed at 5 foot 10 inches tall and 170 pounds, he was also one of the smallest players in the league, but was extremely durable and never suffered any serious injuries. He played in seven AFC Championship games and was one of only a handful of players to earn three Super Bowl rings as a Raider. At the time of his retirement, 
Branch was the all-time leading receiver in postseason history with 73 catches for 1,289 yards and five touchdowns. He was outstanding in Super Bowl competition, where he had five receptions and two touchdowns in a Super Bowl 15 win against Philadelphia, and six catches for 94 yards and one touchdown in the mauling over the Washington Redskins in Super Bowl 18. The speedster from Texas also became only the seventh wide receiver in NFL history to ever play 14 or more seasons. He had 22 games of 100 yards or more receiving, which stood as a team record until Tim Brown surpassed it with 43 during his long and illustrious Raiders career. Cliff also tied an NFL record by scoring on a 99-yard touchdown run against Washington in a 1983 regular season game. He was placed on the injured reserve list for all but four games in 1985 and for all of 1986. It was then time to say goodbye to the Raiders after 14 years. Cliff retired with 501 career receptions, 8,685 yards, 67 touchdowns, and was near the top of the NFL's all-time leading receiver list upon his retirement. Two years after that, he spent one more season in professional football, this time in the Arena Football League with the Los Angeles Cobras. Cliff Branch died on August 3, 2019, of natural causes in an Arizona hotel room, just two days after his 71st birthday. His friendship to so many, coupled with his ever-present smile, will be missed by all of those that knew this NFL legend. The only time that speed has not helped Cliff Branch was when he became eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1991. Year after year passed without him getting the opportunity to be among the immortals. Hopefully, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Election Committee will speed up their decision in the near future and finally give this gifted receiver a place among his peers already enshrined. As always, thank you so much for listening. And also, as always, love you, Raider Nation. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.